0: Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We continue our book reading, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. We continue on page 47, Diversions Not content with slandering and humiliating the Prophet, peace be upon him, the pagans also attempted to keep others from hearing the Prophet's message Whenever he tried to preach to a group of people, the pagans would disperse the crowd before he had a chance to convey his message. The first opportunity to preach in public came in Ramadan, of the fifth year of the Prophet's mission. It was then that he recited Surah Al-Najm before a large gathering. Whenever the Prophet, peace be upon him, recited the Qur'an, which was usually during the latter part of the night in voluntary prayer, the polytheists would make profane remarks about the Qur'an, the one who had revealed it and the one who brought it to the people. Hence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Prophet, peace be upon him, to lower his voice when reciting. In Surah 17, verse 110, Recite your prayers neither in every loud voice nor silently, follow a middle course. To divert people's attention away from the stories of the Qur'an, Nadir bin Harith went to Hira and Syria and came back with the legends of Dara or Darius, Sikanda or Alexander and Isfandia, a Persian king. Whenever he learnt that the Prophet peace be upon him was addressing an assembly, he would rush there and begin narrating these tales. You would then ask listeners how the orations of Muhammad could possibly be superior to his. Nadir then went a step further and purchased singing girls. If he heard that a certain person was considering becoming Muslim, he would carry the person to a courtesan and ask her to entertain him and to serve him food and drink. Then he would tell the would-be Muslim that the company of the courtesan was far better than what Muhammad, peace be upon him, had to say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then revealed the following verse, Surah 31, verse 6. They are among men those who ignorantly purchase meaningless tales to mislead men from the path of Allah, and they take the words of Allah as a mockery. They will certainly endure a humiliating punishment. When the pagans did not succeed in stamping out Islam by mocking the Prophet, peace be upon him, or by diverting people's attention from his teachings, they then attempted to discredit him. First, they claimed that the Qur'an was nothing but a bundle of confused dreams, which Muhammad had at night and then recited during the day. Next, they claimed that he had concocted the Qur'an line for line all by himself, while at other times they said that a certain man composed the Qur'an for him and Muhammad then simply memorized and recited the verses. On other occasions, the pagan said that the Qur'an was all lies he had fabricated with the help of others. They also asserted that the Qur'an was a collection of folk tales and ancient stories which Muhammad, peace be upon him, recited morning and evening. They even went so far as to say that an evil jinn or demon taught the verses of the Qur'an to Muhammad. Thereupon Allah said, Shall I inform you about those upon whom demons descend? They descend upon every sinful liar. Surah 26 Verses 221 and 222 The pagans also spread the rumour that the Prophet, peace be upon him, suffered from fits and seizures. These frenzied fits and the pagans claimed were the source of Muhammad's poetic inspiration. In reply to this claim, Allah said, As for poets, only those who are astray follow them. They ramble aimlessly about every subject, claiming to have done things that they have not done. Surah 26, verses 224-226 In this verse, Allah challenges the pagans' claim that Muhammad, peace be upon him, was a poet. Three characteristics of poets are mentioned. Their followers are deviants, they expound about subjects without discretion, and they boast about deeds they did not perform. When we scrutinize the Prophet's character and those of his followers, however, we find that they were upright. Muhammad, peace be upon him's teachings focused on calling people to worship Allah, the one God, and that Muhammad peace be upon him, put his teachings into action and lived by the precepts he taught his followers. There were three tenets of the Prophet's teachings that the pagans found unacceptable. In fact, these three concepts were the source of much of the discord between them and the Muslims. The notion of resurrection on the day of judgment, the idea of a mortal prophet, and the concept of the unity of Allah, utawhid, were in their eyes incredible and absurd. The concept of resurrection they believed was no more than a fanciful idea. They would say, how can we be raised again after being reduced to dust and bone? How can our ancestors be brought back to life? Talking among themselves, they would mock the Prophet's teachings regarding the resurrection and the year after. Come, I will show you someone who claims that you will be raised anew after being torn to pieces. Who knows whether he is inventing stories about God or has gone mad? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself explains the notion of resurrection in several verses of the Qur'an. Whereas the pagans found it illogical, the Qur'an appeals to our sense of justice and presents resurrection as an essential, natural component of the life cycle. The Qur'an asks us to imagine the case of an oppressor who dies without having been punished for the suffering he inflicted. In addition, what about the case of someone who dies having suffered unjustly at the hands of an oppressor? Alternatively, we may even consider the case of a virtuous person who dies without having been rewarded for his virtue or an evil person who was never punished for his unjust deeds. If nothing happens to a person after death, and if death is indeed the final chapter of our lives, then each person mentioned above would merely lie in a grave for eternity. In this case, the oppressors and wrongdoers, in fact, would emerge victorious because death would protect them from being held accountable for the actions while those who suffered unjustly in this life would never be rewarded. However, our sense of justice rejects the idea that such an unfair system could have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is more just than any of His creations. Such a corrupt system would encourage people to do as they pleased without fear of retribution. Allah subhanahu says in the Qur'an, Shall we treat those who believe the same as those who are corrupt? What has happened to you? How can you believe such a thing? Surah 68 verses 35 and 36 Furthermore, Allah says, Or do those who spread evil think that we shall consider them equal to the virtuous believers, both in this world and the next? How corrupt is their judgment? Chapter 45, verse 21 Is it rational to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give life to that which is dead? Allah tells us in the Quran, What is more difficult to create, you or the heavens that He placed above your heads? Surah 79 verse 27 Also, do they not understand that Allah, He who created the heavens and earth effortlessly, is able to resurrect the dead? Indeed, Allah has power over all things. Surah 46 verse 33 Allah continues to say, Just as we began creation, we shall repeat it once again. This is the promise that we have made and we shall certainly carry it out. Surah 21, verse 104 Others argue that although Allah is the creator of the universe, it is impossible to reconstruct something once it has been destroyed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refutes this argument, pointing out that it is easier to reconstruct and revive something than to create it from nothing. Allah says in the Holy Qur'an, Have we become exhausted after creating the universe once? Verily, they are confused about the next act of creation, Surah 50, verse 15, and that brings us to the end of today's book reading. We're reading from the book entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi wasallam. The book has been compiled by Sefu Rahman Mubarakpuri. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.